Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Today, we're going to start the first of two or three weeks of talking about the prophetic. Because we're moving, like Pastor Jesse said, into a season uh, where we have the prophetic conference starting on the 17th, which is how many weeks from today? Two weeks from today. And so we're excited, and today I'm going to talk about the, uh, the prophetic, and I've titled this simply, The Prophetic God Speaks. And we're going to talk about uh, the value and the beauty and the power of the prophetic word and action in your life. I hope that's going to help you today. Uh, are you happy you came to church? Yes. Look at your neighbor and give him a wink. Say, I'm glad you're here, neighbor. Glad to see all you people around. This is great. Man, don't you know that communication has changed over the lifespan of this world? I know that um, hundreds, if not thousands of years ago, we used to have to show up in face-to-face encounters with one another. And sometimes that took a long way to get there. Sometimes you might have to jump on a horse or a camel or a burro and get to somebody to get a message to them. Right? And then, and then uh, came the advent of... Um, of the postal service in the 1800s where you could actually write on a piece of paper and have it transmitted, pay a fee and have it transmitted to somebody else in this United States. And then amazingly, things like radio and television and the internet were born. You know, the internet was born when I was a baby. Ushers, you escort this man out. But, but my point this morning in starting this uh, message is that although someone was always speaking, they didn't necessarily receive the message. Because if there's a long distance between you and me, you may not ever hear what I say. You may not ever grasp my message to you. And I'm here to tell you today that the prophetic is a beautiful connection between you and God. It's always available. It always is empowering and uplifting And it is always good. It's always good. You hear me? It's always good. God uses several methods to communicate to us. He uses this written word, which if if you haven't checked this out, there's a thing called the Bible. And it's amazing. It's full of promises that are for your life. It'll absolutely revolutionize how you think, how you treat others, and how you see yourself. So I would suggest reading it. Check it out. He also... Uh, connected with us in the form of Jesus, his son, the God-man in the flesh that came to change this history of this world and provide himself as a sacrifice for us so that we no longer had to sacrifice to gain God's attention. But he also uses the prophetic word. And that's what we're going to talk about today and the next and next week, and, and, uh, and I want you to get this in you. I want you to begin today to be expectant, not just for the conference. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. Not just for the conference, yeah. right. but for days, weeks, months, and years beyond that, yeah. that God will continue to speak to you through the prophetic word. Really, he showed us the importance of this even in the Old Testament. I want to read a scripture to you, a little passage. In Numbers chapter 11, verse 24, Moses and God were speaking. 
And get this, it says in 24, Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tabernacle, placed them around the church, right? Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him, spoke to Moses and took the spirit. Listen, he took the spirit that was on Moses. And he placed the same spirit on the 70 elders. And the Bible says, and it happened when the spirit rested on them that they prophesied. And then the Bible says something that is a little bit confusing. It says, although they never did so again. So the spirit of the Lord was taken, the same spirit that was on Moses was taken by God, placed on those 70 elders, and they prophesied, spoke to the people on behalf of God, and then the Bible says they never did it ever again. But folks, we live in a time where the Holy Spirit has been poured out on all flesh. That his sons and daughters would prophesy, dream dreams, and see visions. This is a new day. This is a new day. This is meant to uh, encourage you and let you see a future and a hope in front of you. I said this morning, I'm going to say it again. I've got a fat one-point sermon for you today. It's a meaty, one-point sermon. And I hope that helps you today. Sometimes, sometimes I need simple. I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes I need simple. If I can walk away and remember that one thing, I'm like, okay, I got this. I can make it through the week. I'm just going to remember that one thing. And if you're writing notes, write this. The prophetic is a personal connection to God's goodness for your life. Personal connection for God's goodness in your life. Listen, I want to read a couple of scriptures to you. Is that okay? Joel chapter 1. Thank you. Appreciate that. Joel chapter 1, listen to this. The, the, uh, the book of Joel is, is relatively dark, like a lot of the Old Testament prophetic books. And in verse, uh, verse 4, I'm going to read a few verses to you. You see, the children of Israel were in dire straits in the Old Testament a lot. They were in a place where they needed the Lord, but they were frustrated, and what they said didn't line up with who God was because they were blaming. Hope this helps you. They were blaming, they were acting and speaking out of frustration and not truly seeing what God had in, pur- in, the, in the purpose of their lives. And in verse 4, let's just take a little dive into this. What the chewing locust left, you know, these were agricultural people, you know that, right? They raised crops, most of them for a living, a lot of them for a living. So what they raised in the fields was what kept them moving through life. And it says in verse 4, what the chewing locusts left, which was what? Not much, usually. Are there any uh, horticulturists or botanists in here? I don't know what the proper term would be. Those of you that are lovers of plants... When something gets on your plant, it won't quit. It just goes and eats and takes over, right? What the chewing locust left, the swarming locust had eaten. So it seems like to me that this is going from bad to worse. Like I only have this left and now that second wave is hitting and taking more from me. Does that make sense to you? What the swarming locust left, the crawling locust has eaten. 
okay. And what the crawling locust left, the consuming locust has eaten. To me, it seems like it's a really dark circumstance. Maybe you're sitting in here this morning thinking, similar to my life or similar to what's going on, at least right now for me. But there's good news. Because in chapter 2 of Joel, he talks about the answer. I'm going to read a few verses to you. It talks about restoration and refreshment and seeing God turn things around. And I want you to know this morning, seeing this place, God is turning things around. He is turning things around. When, when we see the locust, he's working on our behalf behind the scenes. And something's turning around here. Something's turning. And what I want you to do this morning is to expect that there's something good coming for you in this life. Jennifer and I have had an interesting six or eight weeks. And, it, and we've seen a lot of the swarming, chewing, and consuming locusts in our lives. And we're, we're just standing in faith and just saying, you know what, God? We're trusting you. We're trusting you. This is not on me. I'm, a, I'm a, a covenant partner with you. We give, we trust, we believe. And I know this is going to turn around. And so this, this talks about near the end of, of Joel chapter 2. And you recognize this verse. I want to read this to you. Because Peter references it. We'll go there in just a minute in Acts chapter 2. And it, came to it shall come to pass afterward. Afterward. Afterward, that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men dream dreams. Your young, young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Period. Remember that, okay? But see, what he had promised before that in the beginning of chapter 2 was he talked about the harvest. And that made sense to people. They connected with that. He said, listen, listen, I'm going to give you what he called an early autumn rain. You know, you couldn't really raise crops at most places in the summer because the sun is so scorching and so hot. And there's usually a lack of rain in those seasons, most places. And so they didn't raise crops, but they planted crops in the fall. And so God's saying, I'm going to give you this early autumn rain in order that everything that you need to plant as seed will go into the ground properly. And we'll be, and we'll be uh, ready for harvest in the spring. And then God said another thing that was so beautiful. That I'm going to give you spring rain as well. Yeah. And so we see the promise of the prophetic word. And how it's meant to take us out of a circumstance. And line us up with what God has said. But before that, all I saw was locusts eating everything I had. But instead, God reassures me and says, you know what? It's okay because I'm going to give you what you have need of. Man. I'm going to give you the rain, this what they call the former rain, this rain in the fall to plant and a rain in the spring to harvest. It seems like to me that's a double portion. It shall come to pass afterward, afterward, that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. What a beautiful promise. See, 
Then, then we're going to move now into this New Testament reality because we live, obviously, in a New Testament reality. Thank God we live on this side. We live in afterward. You connect in here? We live in afterward. We live in the day after the Spirit has arrived. The Spirit doesn't come upon you and, and have you speak something to someone and then leave, never to have you do that again. This Holy Spirit resides in us. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. It doesn't leave. The Holy Spirit is with you. And so what happened in Acts chapter 2 was this amazing, beautiful, profound, life-changing, history, world-altering event, which we'll call afterward. Because that's what Joel said. And so the Holy Spirit arrives the day of Pentecost, and in verse 5 it says, And there were in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation. And they, you know what the Bible says? They heard all these languages that they were used to speaking, and they said, But you're not from where I am. How do you know that? And in verse 14, Peter, it says, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to the men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. He's basically saying, listen up, because things are different now. Yeah. And I want you to get this this morning. Listen up, because things are different. Verse 15, for these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. Nowadays, you never know, but... This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. This, this is that. This is that. This is the afterward. This is the promise. This is the reassurance. This shall come to pass, and listen, I want you to listen to this, because there's something that, there, that's inserted here, and it shall come to pass, and the last days, says God, that I'll pour out my spirit, uh, of my spirit on all flesh, familiar, Joel chapter 2, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions. I'm claiming to see visions in my life. Amen. Your old men, your old men shall dream dreams, and on my men's servants and on my maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. Yeah. Then in my Bible, there's a semicolon, and it says, and they shall prophesy. They shall prophesy. Folks, this is the afterward. This is the post coming of the Holy Ghost. This is the day when I can walk up to you and say, you know what? I believe the Lord wants you to know this. As long as, as long as I frame those words within just a few easy rules, who likes rules? Who likes to follow rules? Nobody likes to follow rules? I'm a rule follower. Like, I follow the rules, man. Come on, let's be honest about it. Those of you that, I didn't follow the rules driving here this morning, but most of the time I follow the rules, you know? Paul lays out this, this amazing, very easy three-rule three um, pattern for us with this prophetic lifestyle. And this should be a lifestyle. This should be a lifestyle for us because of what the prophetic does. You with me? 
1 Corinthians chapter 14, and there's no, uh, there's no coincidence that 1 Corinthians 14 falls after 1 Corinthians 13. You know why? Because that's how numbers work. <clears throat> but what Paul is doing in 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 13 is he's reassuring the church, you have to know how much God loves you. Because nothing in the world matters without that knowledge. Without you saying that is, I'm, okay, I'm different now. Because I know deep down how much God loves me. Things are different. So he talks about that in 1 Corinthians 13. And what do you think he starts with 14 with? Most of you Bible scholars already have this memorized. I'm going to have to read it. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Some of you are like, oh, I don't, what are spiritual gifts? I don't know about that. I mean, comma, but especially that you may prophesy. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you might prophesy. And here's why. For no one understands, uh, excuse me, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Right? Somebody speaking in tongues is not speaking to men, but to God. Why? For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation, and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. That comes out of Jude, right? He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, builds himself up. Yes, it's an amazing, powerful, beautiful part of your life. Do it. Please do it. But he who prophesies edifies the church. Edification exhortation and comfort. If you ever hear anything from anybody that's outside of that, that is not from God. Right. Let me reassure you, if you hear doom and gloom, if, you, if something that you hear brings fear and anxiety, that is not from God. Absolutely not who God is. He edifies, he exhorts, and he comforts. Edification, that actually means in the Greek, the top of the house. So, so in my mind, he's calling us up. When he's speaking something to us in our lives, he's, he's calling us up to a higher place. Yeah. Exhortation is, is a, actually a calling near or a summoning. Lord, what now? What? Say that again. I, I, hear, I hear you, Lord. Yeah. Okay. That's good news. And comfort. Who needs a little comfort nowadays? 2021. We're going to close this thing out strong. Listen, we're not in the business of just stumbling to the finish line. 2022 is coming up, but we're going to finish 21 strong. We're going to finish 21 as people in faith who are giving prophetic words and speaking edification, exhortation, and comfort to each other. Those that desire spiritual gifts and that pursue love. Seems like the whole point here is something good for my life. That's what it seems like to me. Listen, Paul doesn't mince words. You know that, right? He deals with things. He says, hey, listen, I want you to know how much you're, uh, how much you're loved by, uh, by me, and I love seeing the church, love hearing your testimonies. What Jesus did for you, pff, amazing. Now let's talk. We got a couple things to deal with, and we'll fix those things. Here's what to do. Here's what not to do. And at the end, don't you ever forget how awesome you are. Grace Sandwich. Dr. Holler taught us that. Grace sandwich. 
Listen, the prophetic word is meant to be personal for us. It's meant, it, it, I want you to be open in your minds and your hearts to hearing the prophetic word from the Lord. Not only these next couple weeks moving into this conference, but after that. I want you to be expecting, expecting, extending your faith and saying, I believe the Lord is going to speak to me. I believe that the Lord is going to bring me a word when I need it. Even outside of this written word. Listen, we can go to the written word all the time and see the promises. But God's, God still speaks through the prophetic. He still speaks through the prophetic. He's still speaking today. Jennifer and I have received a lot, a lot, a lot of prophetic words before. And they come in different sizes and shapes and different times through different people. Sometimes, you know, uh, you'll see how the prophetic conference works. It's amazing. Like you come and you listen to the word and then the Lord speaks to you and uh, you leave charged up, right? Well, sometimes in our lives, we've had somebody, you know, shoot us a text and say, hey, the Lord wanted you to know this today. And it's as simple as that. Sometimes uh, there'll be a speaker on stage and he'll point right to me and Jennifer and say, the Lord wants you to know this. Sometimes somebody will be praying for us and just pull us aside and say, you know what? I just, the Lord just showed me this for you. And I don't know what that means, but it comes in all different ways, but it's always good. It's always building and uplifting and, and reminding you of who you are. And never, ever does it bring fear or anxiety or doubt. We've had, uh, we've had prophetic words about our kids being born. We've had prophetic words about our ministry. Had a prophetic word from Pastor Eric that see, seeing us in the pulpit in the Dallas church years ago, that scared the daylights out of me. And so they're packaged up in many different ways. And the whole point of it is it's for you. This is a personal inroad for God to remind you that he has good things coming in your life. Now, listen, you may not know what something, a prophetic word that somebody brings you, you may not know what that means. Somebody may go, you know what? I saw you being pulled along in this little red wagon. And you're like, I don't have a clue what you're talking about, man. You are crazy. But honestly, we've had this happen to us years later. And the Lord said, hey, you remember that day when Mark told you that unusual scene and gave you that prophetic word? And, and, I, and I'll just sit back and be like, whoa, I do remember that. That is crazy that the Lord would think years before to prepare me for now. That he would so trust me with his word to say, hey, I've got something great in your future. I've got something amazing coming your way. Just trust me. Maybe you don't know 10 steps ahead, but maybe you know that half baby step. Okay, Lord, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm with you. I want you to be open. I want you to be open and expecting the prophetic to move in your life. Those of you that are sitting in this place and saying, you know, I uh, don't know much about the prophetic. Sounds pretty cool. It's very cool. <laughs> but there are three rules. Edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. That's what it does. Maybe you're sitting in this place and saying, you know, uh, I don't know much about that. I've never experienced that. Or maybe someone's spoken to me 
but I've never spoken to someone like that, I would encourage you to extend your faith. Starting this morning, starting this morning in this service, extend your faith. Be a little bit bolder. So you know what? Maybe, Lord, maybe it's time for me to encourage somebody. I've received things before. Maybe it's time for me to encourage, edify, and exhort, comfort somebody. Lord, I want you to know, God, that I'm available. You can totally work through me if you need to. I'm open to that. I'm excited for that. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm excited for that. So this, this, this body needs that. Right? Every joint supplies. Remember that scripture? Every joint supplies. If we're all eyes, what, what do we do if there's no nose or no foot? Every joint supplies. So sometimes the Lord, hmm, how would I say that? Expands your ministry. Because there's ministry in you. You know that, right? There's ministry in you. As scary as it sounds, there's ministry in every single person in this room. And so this prophetic word doesn't have to be daunting. Doesn't have to be scary. It can be like, you know what? I saw this picture of you uh, in my mind, kicking back on the sofa, just relaxing, watching football this, this afternoon. And I really feel like the Lord's just telling you, hey, there's a, a really nice season of rest coming for you. Because the Lord will speak to you and tell you that. Yeah. You know? And, and, and you as a receiver be like, man, I appreciate that. I need it. I haven't really told anybody, but I've been really frustrated at work and things are not going well with my kids and I needed that. It could be simple like that. Could be, could be very detailed. Could be very, uh, very detailed and future-based and say, you know what, Th this, this, and this. And as long as it's edifying, exhorting, and comforting, then it's good, right? It's good. God is a good God. I don't know if you've been told that before, but God is a good God. Jesus changed everything. Jesus changed all the, Jesus did away with all the shortcomings and the requirements on us to gain God's attention. I say this a lot. We for centuries tried to climb a ladder to God and we always bungled it up. And so God said, you know what? I'm going to send my son down that ladder instead of you having to climb up. I want you to remember today when you leave that God is still speaking. God has a personal message coming for you. I really, truly believe that. He's got a personal message coming to you. I don't know if I'm going to deliver it. I hope I can be a part of that. But I believe also that the people even in this room and watching online will be bolder in their expectation and say, you know what? I'm gonna, I've really felt like the Lord wanted you to know this and I called or texted or met with you for coffee or whatever it is. Let's step out as people of God. Jesus was a great example about serving others. And, and trust me, when, when you help others, when you serve others, the focus being taken off yourself and, and the difficulties that you're going through ah, will totally change. Totally change. I want to pray for you this morning. And I really want you to, uh, I, would, I would encourage you to engage your faith. And leaving today, 
Yes, we're preparing for the prophetic conference in a couple of weeks, but also just going to the next level in this expectation of the Lord speaking to you because this is a personal, personal inroad for God to speak to you in your life. And I want to pray for you this morning. Maybe you're sitting in this place this morning or, or even watching online and maybe you don't even know a few minutes ago where I talked about that sacrifice that Jesus made for you. Maybe you don't even know that sacrifice. Maybe you've never engaged and, and just said, I believe that was for me. And today can be the first day of the rest of your life. You sitting in this place, you watching online today could be the first day of the rest of your life because all it takes is you to simply believe the gospel. And the gospel of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says, Christ died for your sins. He was buried on the third day. He rose again and ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father in accordance with the scriptures. I love that Paul packaged that gospel so simply for us. It's not, listen, God is an inclusive God. He's made ways for us to join his family. He's not looking for ways to keep you out of his family. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how many times you've fallen short. It doesn't matter the years of how you thought or acted. It matters what Jesus did. And if you simply trust him above yourself, you, your life's going to radically change because this love of God will just become, take, will be able to take root in your heart. And heart change is what matters, not pushed performance from the outside. You know, the Pharisees tried to do that. And it didn't work. So heart change from the inside is what Jesus brings. And, and if that's you today and you say, you know what? I need a second chance. I need a fresh start. I don't know. I don't even know where I'm headed. I'm floating around in this life. Maybe I feel lack of purpose, lack of vision. Maybe you've been attacked by anxiety and nervous thoughts and depression. Today, all of that can change. Trust Jesus above your circumstance. Trust his sacrifice over what you can do in this life. And if that's you this morning, I just want to pray for you. And maybe if you're sitting in this room, you could just slip your hand up and, and agree with me and say, that's me. I need that. I want that second chance. I want a fresh start. I need something new. That's me. Father, I thank you for your goodness and your mercy. But Lord, I thank you for your grace unmerited, unearned favor of God on our lives. I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, that, the, that, that you are so gracious and so loving that you sent your only begotten son, who the Bible says would be the firstborn among many brethren, the seed to harvest these souls and these lives here on this earth for humanity. I thank you, God, for your goodness. I thank you, Lord, that you continue one after the other after the other to speak to your people through the prophetic word. Lord, we, we hold dearly to the scriptures. And of course, we trust in the sacrifice of Jesus. But Lord, we know that you also still speak to us through the prophetic. And Lord, today we thank you. We say, speak, continue to speak. We're listening that this would be a house, that One Cause Church would be a house full of the prophetic full of uplifting words, building each other up, exhorting each other and comforting each other through the word of God. Lord, those that come into this place broken, destitute, 
not knowing where to go, would receive a statement of your love for them. God, I thank you for lives, even right now, turning around, even right now, this morning, lives turning around, perceptions, mindsets turning around right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Lord. Lord, that there would be a, a new level of revelation, a new level of understanding for us of what Jesus did for us and how you continue to speak to us. Thank you for your goodness, for your love. There's somebody in this, in this place this morning that, that you came in today, and because of uh, the situation that we're in in life through this global pandemic and through the, the challenges of, uh, in your personal life and maybe work, and, and, and it just feels like you're worn down. And I saw this image, the Lord showed me this image of a pencil, and, and when I used to write in school with pencils, for too long, they would get so worn down that they would stop working and I could no longer see what I was writing. And they would just make a dent in the paper, but not write. And the Lord said this morning that he is the sharpener, that he's the sharpener for you. So if you came in this morning tired and, and feeling like you're not effective anymore, he's speaking to you this morning and saying, you, uh, you are being sharpened. You're being sharpened by him. It's no longer your efforts. It's his. Lord, I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Thank you for your people, your, your, your family this morning that are, that are represented here in this house and online. I thank you, God, that, that every joint supplies. Every joint supplies. And I thank you, Lord, that there's a new understanding even in our minds and our hearts of what we supply to this place, Lord that it is not the same when I'm not here. Somebody needs to say that to themselves this morning. It's not the same when I'm not here. It's not the same when I'm not here. Because you bring value. I thank you for your love for your people, Lord, continuing to speak to them. Thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.